episode 12 of Bogcast. This week's episode is going to be very reminiscent of a steakhouse. Uh, it's going to be very rarely well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh that you hear on the other side of the Zoom call is Mike, my co-host. How's it going, Mike? What's going on, Mom? Oh, it's going well, pal. It's been a couple been a of weeks week. since we've uh, done an episode. It's been a few weeks, and yeah. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our three-day hangout that we had with some of the bods who listened to our podcast. And it was great to see. You some. know what? That was so much fucking fun, man. Oh, it was Honestly. great to see some familiar faces and meet some new people. Yep. And absolutely, you know what? Just shoot the shit each night for an hour, hour and a half, and just yep. It was like meeting up with some people in the bar that you haven't, you know, seen in a while or whatever, you know, and just. You know what it actually reminded me of? And I think, well, it's kind of what brought us together too. going to a TNT show and meeting folks who are just kind of like minded where it's like from different paths, you're from different cities, different provinces or whatever. But you have that commonality. And even if you've never met each other before, like it felt like I knew these people. Totally. I say these people, like our listeners and listeners of other podcasts and they're friends of ours. Like it's yeah, fantastic. So it was, and, and it was a lot of, these, of fun. Some of these people were very familiar to us. Like, you know, our, our buds, uh, Adam, like that yep. was there. Taylor came by, which was great. Yep. There were some new buds that dropped in like, uh, Dina that came by or Dr. D yep. as I refer to her as, um, um yep. and also Tiff who we gave a shout out to yep. on a previous episode, both just yep. kind of slid in, joined the conversation. Awesome folks to have, you know, a good laugh with and all that. And yep. We had snacky Pete, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Snack bites, Pete. Snack bite Pete's. And we had yep. Rick or Ricky. <laughs> not Rick's. I said, I said, Rick's not Rick. Rick's yeah. Rick. The Rickster. Well, the Rickster. Yeah. It was, uh, it was overall just a really good time. And if we do it again, uh, you know, next Christmas, New Year's and all that, I really encourage people to come along. Absolutely. It was just awesome. Yeah, it's just, like going down the Amazon rabbit hole was a was a blast. Oh, my God. About <laughs> wrestling. We talked about haircuts. We talked about, we well, talked, like, literally talked about everything. There was no. Every was night no was different. Time. Yeah, it was awesome. So, like, really appreciate folks taking the time out to join us um i know especially during the holidays time is valuable maybe not as much this year just because we're not traveling or spending time with family as much as we probably normally do um but it was really great to be able to to hang out with folks and get to know people and just shoot the shit for a few hours i think it's also fair to uh say thank you to our wives for uh giving us the time to put into that as well 100 percent. that's a huge chunk of time like an hour and a half, let's say each evening uh, yeah, for three consecutive evenings to be away from our respective families. Yeah. Um, Kim joined so, us on the third night on the third night. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> so, um, but thank you at the same time, because that's a Absolutely. big deal. Absolutely. So, um, otherwise though, Christmas and new year's was good for you. It was different. Um, different in the sense that we weren't traveling like we normally do, mm-hmm. which was nice nice and not nice like nice in yeah. the sense that like we got to stay home this was the first christmas we actually got to have in our house versus usually being on the road like we're usually at my wife's cousin's place we're usually at my my folks place because we used to live in a condo yeah now we have a house so it was really nice to be able to kind of christen the house um christmas morning and do presents and stockings and all that stuff uh my wife kim she broke her foot two days before christmas i can't believe which... that happened oh man <laughs> which oh, kind of the poor up. girl but yeah. at the same time she uh she's kicking its ass so far which is great she's doing That's really good. well she's doing really well a lot more mobile than she was a few weeks ago yeah just a little bit of a surprise there but i guess we're fortunate in the sense that we didn't have to travel because she got to <laughs> Rest up, I guess. Rest up, which was the most important thing to do in the first few weeks. So yeah, totally. Yeah, interesting Christmas, but it was it was fun. New Year's was 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 great. Nothing nothing crazy, just enjoyable. Like yep. just had some drinks. And I don't know if actually if a lot of us 
I I made it past midnight. I don't know if Kim did or not. I don't remember <laughs> if she did. I don't think she did. But anyway, yeah, no, it's a good time, man. Nice, good for you guys. How about you guys? It, same. I mean, obviously, we we play by the rules uh, laid out by the province for what was going on with the pandemic. Yep. Um, yeah. Now that included uh, a visit from my father-in-law with according to the premier and our pandemic rules if somebody lives alone yes and they're able to visit family and that household that he's visiting is let's say a household of five or less that's fine we were in the exact same boat we had kim's cousin our my cousin's cousin-in-law and our nephew uh come over we actually in ontario we went into a lockdown on boxing day Oh, geez. So it was kind of like, get your visits in. If you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. So we had we had our bubble, who was our normal bubble, come over on Christmas. And then we haven't interacted since. Uh, so we, again, same same idea as you guys, kind of play by the rules. We, yep. we kept it legit. And yeah, very. it was definitely different. But still, we got to enjoy it as much as we could. Yeah, the, the only negative side to the whole thing was he was supposed to come up on i think it was the tuesday before christmas but on the monday night uh southern saskatchewan got a bit of a snowstorm Mm. so he woke up tuesday morning to about six inches of snow shit yeah so he by the time he got shoveled out and you know all that he didn't end up coming up till i think it was thursday uh yeah the day of christmas eve so it is what it is uh it took away a little bit of time with us but what can you do right um all went well though yeah exactly all went well (laughs) he came up christmas eve left boxing day everyone had a good time he got here safely got home safely everything went up without a hitch yeah Yeah, that's all you can ask for especially last year (laughs) not that this year has started off as uh positive as all of us thought it would but hey we had a great five days of 2021 we did (laughs) honestly i think the first we really did yeah i we're gonna look back at those first five days years from now and we're gonna reminisce and we're gonna be like weren't those first five days great and we're gonna sound like old fuckers when we say it and we're gonna have like the super white hair and the cane and we're gonna be like i remember the days when we didn't have to worry about a carbon footprint, a carbon footprint to us used to mean that we could fart without having to worry about a foot up our ass. And no, but, but then January. Yeah, exactly. Remembers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But then January 6th came around and holy shit. What a day January 6th was. Um, We'd be remiss not to talk about it. Uh, we usually keep things pretty lighthearted on this show. Yeah. Um, but this is pretty historic stuff. We have to talk about this. It, like, and I, I say I'm surprised, but I'm not because we all saw it coming. Every, like, everything has been presented to us in terms of what is going to happen. We knew that Trump was going to call the election fraudulent. He was talking about it six months before the election actually happened. Yeah, we knew that people were going to come to DC and there was going to be a rally, and we knew exactly why he was doing that. But at the same time, it just all felt so surprising that it actually happened. I think the best way I can describe it is like you were watching a slow motion train wreck, but at the yeah. same time, you couldn't do anything about it because it's like you were like a, it's like you were caught in amber, right? And you're just watching it happen. You can't move. There's nothing Uh, you can do about it. No. Uh, It's just, but some of the images that have come out from it and what happened at the Capitol building and just. I just, you look at everything that happened in the spring and summer with the Black Lives uh, Matter movement and the protests that happened. And the violence that happened against those protesters who were honestly like everything with everything that they, with everything that African-Americans have gone through with the senseless and unprovoked killings that happened 
of African-Americans and all of that, and you see the violence that happened against those protests, you watch what happened yesterday and you see a bunch of people just literally, like they were walking in a line into the Capitol. Yeah. Like, yes, they pushed themselves in, but once they were in, like you saw images of them just walking about. Yep. Just like if they were on a tour. And it, like, it blows my mind that they let that happen i don't know i can't explain it and we're not it's not like we're breaking any news here i mean no 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 the the stuff that we're talking about now has been on repeat on every major news station for the last 24 to 36 hours but seriously like this stuff has been talked about on multiple social media sites but especially parlor for the last few months They've been planning this yep. for the longest time. Why there wasn't more of a police presence and a strong police presence. I'm not just talking like the people in the neon vest that they had there now. I'm talking like the same type of police pr- uh, presence that they had for the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah. Or yeah, more. Watch the images of, of, armed, of armed forces standing on the steps at the Capitol versus what you saw yesterday or saw a couple of days ago or yesterday yeah. was it yesterday. Jesus. Yeah. Um, it seems like so long ago, right? It's insane. Like it's absolutely insane. Or you watch images. Like I, I, I don't remember exactly why, but there was a, a man who protested in the summer, I believe over the killings of, of someone who was sitting in the Capitol, like inside, like he was in the Capitol. He was just sitting there. And like surrounded by police officers and guns. And you watch what happens yesterday. And I saw videos of cops opening gates to let people in. Yep. There's video of that being circulated today. I just, but at the same time, these are the same Capitol police that I can't remember if it was two years ago or maybe just last year physically removed people that were in the Capitol building protesting about health benefits being taken away because right. of pre-existing that, conditions. Yes. That was so that I saw an image of a gentleman who was doing the same, literally having like a sit-in. Yeah. Protesting. Peaceful protesting. Yeah. Like literally just sitting there and then getting arrested. Yeah. And you watch all of these people yesterday breaking windows, defiling statues, going onto the floor of the house, taking mail from people, like, and then just, leaving a quarter behind so that they can't be accused of stealing. Like that matters when you're vandalizing, trespassing, all these other laws that you're breaking. I don't. You're worried it. about the one. <laughs> I don't get it. I like I I there's been I have not been not that there's there's no rationalization to any of this other than it's it's a moment in history that we're never like we're a part of it's like this doesn't happen and now they're talking about using the 25th I didn't know there was 25 amendments <laughs> they're oh, yeah. talking about the 25th amendment to remove them two weeks before he's actually out well and realistically it, I can't see it happening I want no. it to happen. Don't get me wrong, but I can't see it happening in such a tight time frame. There's also talk of them doing another round of impeachments. And again, as much as I want that to happen, I cannot see it happening. No. Um, you know what's really rich? Watching guys like Lindsey Graham. Oh, um, don't even Trump, get me started. All of a sudden becoming holier than thou. Like, we've got a mission. We are here yeah. to make sure that we can uphold the Constitution and make sure that we can do the thing that we've done for hundreds of years and certify these votes. Like, fuck you. Yeah, honestly. You have enabled Trump for five years. For if, five fucking years. If swearing were like cigarettes and every swear word took, what is it? I think it's like five minutes off your life like cigarettes take five minutes off your life or something like that is the old wives tale i think i'd be dead tomorrow because in the last 24 hours i've sworn so much at my tv watching the news pretty much non-stop and at all these hypocritical asses 
that are now f- suddenly finding a backbone. Yep. And let's not pretend that this isn't an issue in Canada. Oh, no, it's a huge issue. It wasn't that long ago that we had, uh, I believe it was a Canadian military member from Manitoba make a trek to Ottawa to try and do something to the prime minister. Yep. And that's just one example. We have right-wing groups, extremist right-wing groups in Canada, and there are plenty of examples that we could bring up. This is an issue in Canada. Hell, there were rallies all across Canada yesterday. I think the the biggest one I could think of offhand was in Red Deer for pro Canada uh, Canadians that were pro Trump that were protesting for Trump against the election results yesterday that they were trying to ratify in multiple cities across Canada. It's insane. Like and like we see how indigenous people are treated here in Canada when they're protesting what's been taken away what not what like what's been taken away from them for hundreds of years and it's no different it's no different like it's like it maybe we don't have the sensationalism like they do in the states in terms of how it's showcased on news or how it's shown in the shown in the public but it is very much here whether it be people who are pro-trump whether it be racism against indigenous people in canada uh, or people of color in Canada or immigrants in Canada, like it is very real here. Yes, maybe it's not as in your face as it is in the States, but it is very much here. Oh, and very much so. And honestly, I, I, I can't like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I like, what if shit like this happens in the summer or here in Canada? I don't know. Again, I don't think that's being alarmist. I think that's being realist. There are, thankfully, I will say, there are some organizations within Canada that are constantly watching out for these types of groups, reporting on these types of groups, and they do, I would say, a fairly admirable job. Uh, They are fairly underfunded, but whenever they can they do try and put out reports and updates about these extreme right-wing groups and what they're trying to do. They're terrorists. Yes. They're terrorists. Yes. Like let's call them what they are. They're terrorists. Like that's. And I will give props to the news organizations down in the States that I've been watching, which has mostly been, uh, let's say ABC news, uh, CBS news, CNN. Uh, They've been using the term rioter for the most part, the most uh, for what's been going on in the States. But every now and then, they do sneak in the word uh, domestic terrorists. So yep. good for them for using it. Yep. I, well, I've primarily been watching CNN. And people could say I'm living it like that maybe that's a bit of an echo chamber in terms of my political and social views and things like that. But ever since Trump got reelected, they have not been cutting corners on how they talk about things. Yeah. Like, it's like. Let's just talk the truth now. And that's what I think everyone has been asking for for so many years. Like no, no one in the press called Trump on this bullshit. Or if you tried, you got silenced. But now the news networks are just like, you know what? Fuck this. We're not going to let Trump take over our airways for five minutes talking about lies. Uh, social media networks are all banning him, except for apparently tonight he got to post another video, which I don't know if you saw. He posted. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't think he, I thought he was banned for two weeks, but I guess. No, no, he was only banned. No, I haven't watched it and I refuse to. Um, But he was banned for 12 hours and that ended earlier today. And there was talk that Twitter was going to follow the same suit as Facebook and banning him until at least January 21st, but it was never confirmed. Um, But I will say the best thing that CNN had on today that I happened to catch was the interview with john kelly yep um which was i believe his former chief of staff yep um that was a very good interview and john kelly um i mean i have no love lost for the gentleman uh i do not agree with his politics or whatnot but the way that he spoke and the way that he handled himself um he was fairly forthright with his answers yep um I would say he was measured with his responses. 
but he was very honest as well. So um, See, he didn't. I, I can he did, go ahead. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you still enabled him. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying otherwise. Oh, but oh, it, no, but no, he, absolutely. But he made him come across as like he made himself come across as more of like a babysitter than anything. Yeah. No, like, for sure. I mean, it's 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 hard. Like, I'm a I'm an inherently positive person. I think you're an inherently positive. I try person. to be. Yeah. You want to be? You want to see and hear the best of the people and like. The, like I, I could have had two schools of thought last night when I watched Lindsey Graham talk. Like, finally, like one of the most outspoken Republican supporters, yes, uh, is finally seems like he's growing a backbone. But, dude, two weeks before this guy's out, and yeah. five years later, like, fuck you. Yeah, and like, that's the same I, as like uh, Mitch McConnell's I, I really, wife quitting. Yeah, yeah, or Betsy and, and, DeVos, yeah, the fucking, she quit tonight. You resigned tonight. Like she's like completely ruined the education system in the U.S. Yeah, it's going to take them at least two terms to even try and start to fix how much of a wrench she's thrown into that system. It's yeah, like and. You can say like hopefully like I, I know Biden's been really pushing on healing and like we need to heal as a nation, come together as a nation. And I think he's a great person to do that. I think Kamala Harris is a great woman to do that as well. Yes. Like what what's lost in all of this too is that the, the US finally has a woman and a person of color outside of Barack Obama, who was the president as in the White House. Mm-hmm. And like in any other year. That's his. It's historic right now. It, like, oh. don't get me wrong, but it is like people are celebrating and talking about it, and it's like this is great. Like the country's pushing forward, but you can't because of all the other bullshit that's happening. Yeah, and the fact that Georgia just elected its first black senator ever that blows my like. <laughs> if you if you look at that and say that there hasn't been voter suppression in the state of Georgia, like. That does, like, and I say that because the the population is primarily African American in the, yes. in the state of Georgia. But because of gerrymandering, <laughs> yeah, that's the first person of color. That blows my mind. And like, thank you for the people of Georgia to like really come out. Thank you for everyone in the states. Thank you, Stacey Abrams. <laughs> yeah, oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes. Wow, like, what a is, hero! Like, my God! Like she she needs to have a statue somewhere as she like damn well better get a role with biden on in some way shape or form well wasn't she she was up for the vp with kamala correct uh i don't know if she was uh i know okay. at one point i believe it was down to kamala and i think elizabeth warren and one other right. person but stacy abrams at one point was up for election when they were right. doing but she lost out right which in hindsight now, fantastic how it worked out. Because if she hadn't lost out, who knows what would have happened in November, and absolutely. who knows what have happened would have happened with this these runoff elections. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it all worked out great. But yeah. she deserves a role in with Biden and Harris. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I guess I. I, I don't want to I don't want to make the comment because it's going to sound completely trite. Um, I, but I, I really, really hope that over the next what, 14, 15 days now. Uh, cooler heads prevail. It sounds like uh, a lot of the police force and whatnot is going to be really ramped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the curfew is going to be staying in place until at least the 21st, uh, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., I believe it's going to be. Um, and I know Biden had announced this previously, but it sounds like there is not going to be the full-on regular parade. It's going to be a virtual parade. Yep. Um, and if that's the case, I like I fully intend on watching. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I really hope that 
everything for the most part um, calms down. I'll uh, go with that. that yeah, because like, honestly, that's the first time. I mean, you've probably, if you've been watching the news, you've heard this already. It's the first time since 1814 that that building has been stormed like that. Which is insane. Yeah. And it so, was stormed by a fucking guy wearing horns with body paint on. And like, like, I don't, I don't want to judge people. <laughs> I don't like judging people. Uh, but like. In fairness, these people put themselves out there to be judged. When you take this type of action, you are putting yourself out there to be judged. And, and like, and they have been putting themselves out there for months. Again, like these people have not been silent about what their intentions were. Nope. Like one of the, like I know there, there were four four people who who died yesterday. One woman was shot. We're um, up to five now. Oh, we're up to five because there um, was a, a a person that passed away today from injuries, and unfortunately, it was one of the uh, police officers, I believe. Oh, yeah, but there was um, there was a gen- uh, Sorry, there was uh, I'm not going to. There was a man that died who mm-hmm. in one newspaper said that like there were like the quote in the headline that he was like a good and 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 good family man or something like that. And then there's the picture of him on Facebook holding two guns saying, I'm ready to storm the hill on January 6th. Oh, come on. Oh, like, come on, man. Like <sighs> and like listen, you can blame these, you can blame the people that went and you do blame them. But fuck, you blame Trump. No one does this if Trump didn't incite it. Like, well, and the I fact don't know that what it, I, I don't know what it is about him. Like, I don't know how he gets, like, how did, like, what is it about him where people look at him and say, yes, I want to follow that man? If, if, like, if old Trump, who was like really big on money and like flashing his wealth and all that, his supporters would never be allowed in, in Mar a Lago. Never. You know what it is? You think back to Western times, like stereotypical Hollywood Western times. Think like, you know, old school Clint Eastwood Western. Yeah. Right. Or even better, A Million Ways to Die in the West. I'm sure you've seen that movie. You think of the fair and the, no, come on. You have to have seen it. No. Oh my God. The one reason you have to see this movie alone, you will absolutely love this. There's a fair in a million ways to die in the West. Okay. They have okay. the stereotypical old school, like snake oil sales salesman. Yeah. Guess who plays him? Trump. No, the same guy that plays Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. Oh, geez. So you have to watch <laughs> it just for that. Okay. Yeah. But that's Trump. He is your stereotypical snake oil salesman. Yeah. And the people that he's, you know, Taking, taking advantage of are the same suckers that would buy that product. On, like, this is, uh, it's not even a stretch. He's no different than Hitler from a propaganda standpoint. Hitler so, was always about saying something that was so outrageous that you knew it was a lie, but it's just like, is this guy lying? Because no one would tell this lie. Like, there were, there's, two, like there's two people, there's two types of people that would look at Hitler and say, like, this guy's out of his mind. And I, he is out. Of, he was out of his mind. But then he had his supporters that would just flock. And we like it. Just that it's no different for Trump. Trump says these things that are so outrageous, yeah. where you've got half the population that says this guy's off his rocker, and then you have the other population was like, "Wow, someone's thinking like me." And actually, yeah, it's just it doesn't make sense. If there has to be. Honestly, one little iota of good news out of all this. The, the asshat that decided that he was going to sign off on the protest of the Pennsylvania electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the senator's name? Howley? Yes. Lost his book deal today. Yeah. And he went into his rage of like this is against the first amendment and and all this shit it's like dude is the fucking book deal they're a private company who yeah. can pick and choose 
who can I, publish what they want. You don't like if it's a first amendment for everyone to be able to have a book deal. I want a book deal. Yeah. And I guarantee you there is a clause in that contract that they can pull that contract for any reason that they see fit. Of course. So anyway, course. if there has to be one good thing that happened out of all this, it's a shitty good thing, but at least it's something. Makes me yeah. feel a little bit better. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and that's think- that's been a half an hour. I can't believe we ranted about this shit for a half an hour, but we got to take a break, man. Yeah, we should. <laughs> and, and you know what? <laughs> Honestly, about this for another half an hour. But oh my god, I Let's- swear I could go on about this for like good two or three hours. But we'll we'll spare our tens of listeners. Yes, when we come back, I <laughs> promise you, the second half of the show is going to be a lot more lighthearted. It's going to be the usual shit that you may or may not like to listen to. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. Whatever. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. All right. Welcome back to the second half of podcast. I would just like to say the second half of podcast uh, seems to be regular in form and authentic. Very authentic. I'm I'm glad that you got that because the other listeners are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, But if anybody else, no, come on, really? They had to say that again, regular in form and authentic. So when they were reading out the votes for the electoral college, that's what Mike Pence had to say before every single uh, state's electoral uh, college. So anyway, um, okay. we're not going to go into okay. the political shit now. No, we're done. We're done that. Now we've got the usual attempt at being funny stuff <laughs> <laughs> because we're not actually funny. We're just trying. Who um, wants to laugh? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to try. <laughs> so, <laughs> since New Year's was less than a week ago now, I figured it would probably be a good time to have a discussion about New Year's resolutions. But I'm not talking like the, the New Year, New Me bullshit. Yeah. I'm talking like, let's make some really superficial, possibly even selfish New Year's resolutions. Stuff yeah. that is not going to really affect anyone else. Yep. Just really stuff that you want for yourself. And yeah. I'm not talking about like, oh, let's end world hunger, world peace. None of that. I'm talking like, yeah. and the example I gave Mike is anytime you're in public and you have to drop a deuce, you have to go into a public washroom. You can't wait till you get home. You are guaranteed that any stall that you pick is going to be clean. You go in there, it is spotless, and you are guaranteed 10 minutes of uninterrupted peace. Nobody is walking into that public washroom for 10 minutes. That would be one of your new year's resolutions that that would be your type of luck. Yeah. That's, that's a very, uh, a very selfish new year's resolution. I would say so to have that type of luck. Seriously. Come on. Yeah. So anyway, I thought let's think up of a few, I gave you a couple days warning. Yes. And I don't know if you want to kind of volley these back and forth, if you want to yeah, go let's, first or let's do our normal volley. Okay. I'll go do you first. want to go first or you want me I'll to? Or... Okay. I'll go first. So mine's kind of real, but also very selfish and not really baked in reality either. Okay. I, so I think it's, it's, it's a kind of a mix of all three. So I know we've, we've, we've briefly talked about this or it's come up. I started my own business back in October it's for all intents and purposes, I'm three months in feeling really good and feeling really successful about it. Awesome. Okay. Now the very selfish part of me is saying, you know what, this business is doing good. I want to get it to a point where I'm only working five hours a week, but still making the same amount of money that I make right now doing it. And there's a term in the consulting business called value billing where you you get a customer to pay for five hours, but it only takes you two. Yeah. Now, there's reasons why that could be in all of that, but we call it value billing. Um, the, the, unre- the unethical side of me would want to get into the value billing business where it's going to cost you this, but it only takes me a couple of minutes or a couple hours to do this or that. 
And then the rest of the time I'm sitting in my backyard at my pool or sitting around my campfire or sitting or laying in my hammock and reaping the rewards of being a little unhonest. Yes. But the angel Mike wouldn't do that. I no, I would never. But in the premise of this scenario. In the premise of this scenario, I would want to take advantage of my situation as much as I could. Totally understandable in this game. Yes. Um, mine is even more pie in the sky and unreasonable. Um, yeah. <laughs> but stay with me on this. Okay. Because this is probably one of, well, for sure, it is one of my wife and I's favorite shows to okay. watch. Okay. But I would like to find the treasure of Oak Island and not tell anyone. Ooh. Okay. I would like to be able to go in there undetected, find it, not tell anyone and let the guys continue shooting the show. Interesting. I just think that would be funny. Now, could you not tell anybody after the fact? I would like to be able to do it whenever I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> if that's like five years after the, and the show is still shooting or never, whenever. So I think the title of this thing that really needs to be like selfish resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> Like, That's fine. Everyone else. This is what I want. This is what I want. Yeah. I want the ability to do that and then be able to tell them when I'm ready to. Yep. Okay. I like it. Yeah. It's... I like it. Anyway, go ahead. What's your yeah. next one? My next one. Um, I'm staying along the same kind of business line. So in my okay. line of work, pre-COVID, I did a lot of travel uh, across Canada, in the United States, everywhere. So Lots of, lots of airports, lots of plane rides, all that sort of stuff. And trust me, when I, when I first started working and part of my job was traveling, I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I get to go to San Francisco on my company's dime. Oh, my God, I get yeah, to go totally. to Chicago. I get to go to Vancouver. It's great. But after 15, 16 years of getting on the plane and going to the same airport and driving down the same road and potentially staying at the same hotels, it's just yeah. no. Anyway, uh, and not that we're doing a lot of this right now, but spending time on planes, um, you kind of, you, you want certain things when you're on a plane. Yes. And for me, my resolution or my, uh, my want would be, I want to be able to go onto an airplane, sit in the middle seat and have no one beside me and no one directly behind me. So I could put my seat back, legs out and every flight, is just like sitting in first class, but sitting on the couch. Can I ask you something about this resolution? Yes. Why wouldn't you just wish for the ability to teleport? <laughs> I, I, I didn't explore that universe. Okay. So I, I, I'm more so thinking. You're, you're saying trying to stay grounded in reality. <laughs> by not staying grounded in reality. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the teleportation thing. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. It's not like you would turn it down if somebody was like, hey, you never have to fly again. But yeah. You know, all you got to do is like use this power and you can be there instantaneously. Yeah. Yep. Or like, hey, that red eye used to take from San Francisco at 1055 San Francisco time and getting home at seven o'clock in the morning, Toronto time. Yeah. How would you like to do that in like five seconds? Yeah, I would gladly take a teleport. Okay. Gladly. All right. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if that was an option. Yep. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm sensing a theme so far with yours. They're, they're business-related. Well, business-related. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're going to sense a theme with mine right away here, too, okay. because my second one uh, is also kind of bathroom-related. Um, I would like to be able to fart in public without getting blamed for it. Like just be able to freely be able to walk down the street, let one rip and nobody be able to point out who did it. At least to me, they automatically point to somebody else like, Oh my God, that was that guy. And you just get to giggle and walk away. Yeah. I never get called out on it. So just basically like almost like a professional crop duster. Yeah. I never get called out on it. 
in a in a pre-COVID world, absolutely. In a post-COVID world, it almost seems like a. I don't know if that. I don't know how well. Oh, it could still work. I don't think it would be depending on what province you're in and what lockdown you're in or not in. Okay. Okay. Never have to hold it in. Wait till you're in like a parking garage anymore or anything like that. You know what I mean? Or time it when you're at a crosswalk when somebody coughs or something like that. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's my third one. Our second one, sorry. Yeah. So my. My third one, I'm going to depart from the the business side of things. Um, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions around weight loss or wellness, or yes. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. And then usually by February, people are not on that train anymore. My New Year's resolution would be, I would want to go through and successfully complete a wellness or healthy resolution but not actually have to do the hard work to do it so you want the results without the work exactly nice and the satisfaction of completing the work if i actually did yeah all the pride all the accolades all the really proud like the self-control the uh the consistency the all of that like like you feel good about something like i would want that all that pride, all that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. I can get I in just, on that one. Yeah. I think it's so hard. I mean, I think everyone inherently is thinking about eating or being a little bit more healthy after the holidays because you basically just gouged yourself for a week or two on yeah. everything. Um, I would love to be able to do that and have no repercussions. <laughs> nice okay maybe, maybe just in real life too like you and i are both big guys yeah, and yeah i i have a younger brother a year younger who can literally eat anything and not gain a pound oh geez whereas i have one or two bad weekends and i'm 15 pounds heavier oh god yeah okay i see I where you're going with it now then yeah, yeah for sure i would like that no repercussion piece i to my new year's resolution well, if it makes you feel any better, my third one gets us away from the washroom. Okay, great. Um, but it still involves odd noises. Okay. I want to bring back the Vuvuzela. Was that from the World Cup in yeah. Africa? Yeah. I want to bring it back. I think they need to be a thing. I... um definitely had ptsd from that when i lived i when i lived downtown toronto like listen downtown toronto during the world cup was phenomenal yeah like though like the whole city just got into it because you have so many different cultures in the city and it's just it's amazing but fuck i have ptsd from walking down the street driving down the street and just people blowing out of their cars or walking down the street just blowing in your face like no I can't like, okay, I get bringing it back, but I can't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair. But in fairness, it's my resolution. So too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, I, I don't know if you have any more. I have, I have one more wish. I have one more as well. So you go ahead. Well, two, I, well, two wishes. One, I want the Leafs to make it past the first round of the playoffs this year. Like, fuck. Okay, we said selfish, but they had to be somewhat reasonable. So come on now. Okay. Well, <laughs> that should like come on. It it's time. Like, let's go, boys. Let's okay. let's fuck do it. Fair That's enough. The, uh and the second one is I don't think we're ever gonna get back to what we considered normal before but to have some sense of normalcy at some point this year where you can see your friends, you can see your family, maybe you're still taking precautions, but it's a little bit easier, like just something like that. And I think and yeah. I say that, especially now, like with Ontario being in its second lockdown and we just found out today that kids aren't going back to school for another two weeks. 
Yeah, and I heard that. Just it, it kind of feels like March all over again last or last year when the when everything was happening. It's starting to feel like that again. So the just get past that and hopefully like being able to like being able to see a, a few friends or a few family members and by the time the summer comes like feel like it's okay to sit on a patio with your buddies like just that's all I want like just I don't care about everything else but just to be able to interact and be with people again see you you went all serious on me <laughs> it goes completely against the rules of what I said you're going to make a poop joke, aren't you? No, but I do have one funny one left. I do right, have one serious it. one, but I do let's have one funny one still. Let's hear it. Um, my funny one, I need, uh, I need to stop spending money on useless stuff. Like I did a few years ago when I bought this blue, Blu-ray rewinder. What? Yeah, exactly. Like a VHS rewinder? Yeah, but for Blu-rays. Blu-ray? Yeah. You got ripped off, pal. Yeah, <laughs> um, and my more serious one is I just hope that soon uh, we hear something from the university about my daughter and hopefully it's good news. Right. So yeah, fingers crossed. Now Absolutely. on another topic that you wanted to talk about, you yes. were itching to talk about collectibles and I really hope that you get to talk to a doctor about that itch and that they recommend you a cream for it. <laughs> now here's why I want to talk about it. Okay. I was, uh, I was in my weekend car ride to Canadian tire and Lindsay Ontario. And you got a KFC log. No, I did not. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but I do like my Saturday routine is I open up the, this is like the new digital age. I open up my, the Canadian tire app on my phone, which love that app. I, I have it on mine. You and I have said that pretty much every dad has that app. Hell yes. Um, and I spend my Saturday, my first few minutes of the Saturday mornings with a cup of coffee and I scroll through the, the entire flyer. Yep. See what's on sale, see what I need, see what I don't need, but I want it anyway. Totally. All that good stuff. Um, How can I not started- get this cast iron pan? It's like 95% off. If like, Honestly, people, like, if you're ever going to buy pots or pans, just buy my Canadian Tire because they're always on sale. Exactly. Always. Um, anyway, driving the Canadian Tire, and I heard on the radio that recently a Wayne Gretzky rookie card sold, sold for $4 million. Yes, I remember that. And I remember seeing something on Twitter about it because Kevin Smith was getting all excited because he has one. Right. But he had, I believe, the American version of it, not the Canadian. So while it it is worth some money, it's not worth that type of money. Right. So that got me thinking back into collectibles. And as a kid, one of the biggest things that I collected was baseball cards and hockey cards and basketball cards. Yeah. And... Like I used to in the town I grew up in Markham. I don't know. I don't, I think these were more GTA stores, but we had a store called Sluggers and Sluggers just sold sports memorabilia, cards, plaques, posters, sign stuff, all that sort of thing. And I would just go in and buy cards. Like I just wanted cards and I would save my allowance and buy like a box of cards and like you get to open them all and go through them and half of them are shit. Oh yeah. Um, And I'm, unfortunately part of the age group that grew up in the i was born in the early 80s but i was collecting by the late 80s early 90s when cards were mass produced yeah so back in the day maybe they were worth something now they're worth they're it's nothing because everyone has them um but yeah i was just thinking about that and like i used to like love going to the store buying cards uh had my binders my mom kept my brother and I's cards from when we were kids and she still has them in her basement, <laughs> which is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I've got all my Pat Borders cards. I was a big fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins back when they were winning cups in the early nineties. So I've got a whole bunch of Mario Lemieux, yeah, and Jager, and... Jager, Tom Barrasso cards. Um, Dan Marley was my favorite basketball player. He played for the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. I remember him. Yeah. And I've got, all of his cards and I've got them in binders and plastic sheets and all of that. And it just, 
it's it's nice to think about that stuff because I was. So did you collect out of curiosity? Did you collect NBA cards back then? Yep. Did you have the NBA hoops cards, the early '90s ones with the gray border? I don't remember. Go back through your binders and take a look. See if you have the NBA hoops cards with the gray okay. borders, and see if you have a Mark Jackson card. Why? Because sitting in the front row, courtside seats behind Mark Jackson, are the Menendez brothers. Shortly before they were arrested for murdering their parents. Wow. Okay, yeah. I gotta look that up. I, let's see if I search for Mark Jackson. Yeah, NBA Mark hoops Jackson card. Basketball card. Yeah. NBA hoops card. Look at that. Oh, I know. I, okay, I remember these cards. Yeah. They're, very much remember these cards. Wow, would you look at that? Yeah, it's creepy as hell. That car so there's a I'm looking at an eBay listing yeah. for a card right now. 25 bucks. Yeah. And it's like with, such a common card. With for in $20 shipping for a card? Yeah, and I guarantee there are thousands of those cards out there. But who wouldn't pay 20 bucks for it? Right? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, that's my like cards. I love the cards. I we had clubs at school where we would bring cards in like every Tuesday and we would trade. It was just it was awesome. I just like the excitement of opening up a pack of cards and seeing what you got was always incredible. I'm in the same boat as you as a kid. Uh cards were my thing. Um and I'm not that far off in terms of age from you so i suffer from the same issues in terms of the collectability of them um but a couple things that differ for me i was also big into marvel cards Mm. so there was a set that came out of marvel cards in the early 90s that's still fairly sought after so i still have that set in the binder uh along with some of the holograms that were pretty big in the 90s so that's okay um there was a boxing set that came out in the early nineties as well. And they had a Muhammad Ali, uh, boxing card that had 24 karat gold trim around the edge. Okay. And I have that one still. And back in the, I don't know what it goes for now, but back in the day it went for like 80, 90 bucks for that card, something like that. Yeah. But I was always more the collector for, like once you got outside of those types of sets, I always went for specific cards, not right. just like the whole set. <laughs> right, right, um, right. But I also got into comics. Yep. So that's something as well. And again, I was never the comic collector that did specific runs. I went for specific uh, issues. Got it. So I would go for like, let's say, the first episode of Sabretooth. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and I gave up on them for a bit, obviously. You get a bit older, you kind of, you know, get out of the habits and all that. But I do love that during the pandemic, card collecting has made a comeback. It has. Big time. And I love that. And there's actually a sport card store that's opened up in Saskatoon just before the pandemic hit. And they can barely keep up with demand. Like it, they're doing ridiculous business. The the Wayne Gretzky rookie card that we started the segment with, I think the last time a Gretzky card was sold was something like one or two million. Yeah. And they were saying like it's so much more valuable now because of the pandemic and people wanting to use if they have well you obviously have disposable income if you're spending four million dollars on a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it's becoming like a thing now to keep people busy. It's yeah. like stock, like same like stock trading. I started trading I started trading stocks on Wellsimple. And it's fun. It's not big money. I'm buying penny stocks here and there. And like it's just something to do now. And I would yeah. never have thought about doing it before. Yeah. And honestly, it it was like me with comics. Like a few years ago, I started getting back into comics. And I wasn't buying anything major, but I was buying certain titles I liked here and there. But then after The Walking Dead got uh, bought and they started, I think it was season two. And that comic, uh, the first run, 
just took off in price and it was going for like thousands already. Wow. Like it was stupid. So I started looking for other titles and I found this title um, called Chew. It's a weird concept. Um, but essentially this cop has this ability. It kind of hits him out of nowhere where he tastes this soup and essentially he can tell that this chef has killed somebody because of something he tastes in the soup. Oh, Jesus. So it's like weird. Like anyway, so long story short, I was checking, you know, comic book shops, you know, checking through the boxes as you do. And somebody had brought in this collection of like the first, I think it's 14 issues of this comic book, including a first print number one and like oh bagged, bagged and boarded. And they only wanted like 20 bucks for it. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> mine done. Yeah. So I held, I held on to it for about two years and it went up in price and I bought some other comics. I think in total over the span of like two or three years, I spent maybe not much. Like I, I spent maybe two, 300 bucks on comics. Like yeah. I was picking and choosing the ones I want. I ended up selling them for 1100 bucks. Hey, like, great, man. so it's like you with the stocks, right? Like that's the yeah. thing you're not, spe- you're not putting much into it. As long as you're making a little bit, so be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm literally, I, I'm trading one stock right now. And yeah. Like I, I put in, I was funny when the pandemic first happened, me and my buddies were playing poker stars all the time. We oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I had, a, and then we just kind of slowed down from playing, but I still had money in there. I was like, now, normally if I was going to play poker, like my, my goal was to obviously increase that. So like, what can I do with that money that I would have done with poker? I'm like, I'm going to download well, simple and just try and just try it. So I found a penny stock that um i think it was like two or three bucks and then like for and then the day that trump announced the vaccine it jumped four bucks oh geez and, it was, <laughs> and it's and it stayed there yeah so i was like oh my god like i made a couple hundred bucks off of like 40 like so again it's not crazy money but it's fun watching it and like every once in a while i'll toss 20 bucks into it like just to keep buying against it yeah i don't know it's fun, man. Yeah, totally. I will say though, not all collections make money. No. More, some are just more for the enjoyment of it. And here's it, my perfect example. Let's hear it. Uh, again, being a huge movie fan prior to the days of streaming. Yeah. If you're a movie fan, you only have one option to buy the fricking movie itself. Yes. So I have a collection of DVDs and Blu-rays in my basement that would put me to shame if you saw how many I have downstairs. Oh, my God. Did I see it when I stayed with you? Oh, yeah, you did. I I have this. I I can picture it. Yeah, I have this giant piece of furniture in my basement that houses these hundreds of DVDs and Blu-rays. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, so (laughs) much money sunk into this thing over the years, but it was pre-streaming. So you didn't have another option. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm going to do with these things now, because I can get rid of at least 90% of these things because they're all on some streaming services. Some of them aren't. So I will hold on to them. But the ones that are, I have no, like, I would be quite happy to donate them to the library or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's not actually, that's not a bad idea, but yeah, but it's, I look at, I would look at something like that too. It's like, yeah, maybe I'm not watching them, but I look at, it's almost like a bookshelf. Like you have like people who collect books and you have all these books. Like maybe you've never, like most people probably read the books they bought, but maybe you have a book collection of just like rare books or books that look cool or like cool titles and stuff like that. It's the same with, with with movies it's like it's cool just to kind of look at them and like kind of go through like oh i remember that movie i saw that when i was like 10 years old or like you got nostalgic feelings from like holding it versus just clicking a button on your remote and streaming it oh i get it i totally get it and there's some movies that i would not get rid of because i don't know if i could find them on streaming and some are are, have that nostalgic feeling like you were talking about yep but there's others where it's like really Little Nikki, Adam Sandler. What the hell was I thinking? 
Oh, that's right. I got it for five bucks previously used at Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> the previously used bins were the totally. best. <laughs> exactly. The best. Why wouldn't I get this movie for five bucks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, not all collections are about making money. Some of them are just for the fun of it. And I have one similar to that, and I'll keep it short. Um, I like collecting, like, tech things. Oh, yeah. I totally. like, um, like, you can see my microphone here. This is not the microphone I started with when we started doing it, but it was fun for me to like go and research and like find a podcast mic that wasn't going to break the bank, but was part of my little tech setup. And I totally for when I started my business, I've repurposed my old Google pixel two XL as a webcam. Now Um, I've got like a standing charger with led lights around it for my phone over here. I love this, that type of stuff. And it doesn't have to be super expensive or no. anything like that, but I love getting tech, hooking it into something and seeing it work. Like that just for me is really fun. Out of curiosity. Yeah. We thanked our wives earlier in the show. Yeah. For allowing us to do those virtual hangouts with the, our yeah. listeners. And yeah, we should probably end the show by talking about what our wives collect. Is there anything oh. that your wife can collect? Uh, it would be tied to clothing. Okay. Um, jewelry, accessories, I think are the, I would say are the big ones. Okay. She's got another one, but I don't want to say it just because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. I, I don't fair. know if she would, uh, but she has this collection of a certain thing. Um, it's like very PG. This is not like a yeah, yeah, yeah. weird thing, but she's got this collection of, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. Cause she's got stuff around the house about it. She was really big in the sailor moon. Like, Oh, okay. Massively big in sailor moon back in college before her and I got to, met and got together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had all of the Japanese with English dub tapes originally from Japan uh, has artwork that is beautiful. Like, I would proudly hang it in my house. It's not anime. It's not like it's anime, but it's like, it's like beautiful art pieces. Um, and she used to sell this, th- these things on, or she used to sell the, these episodes on eBay. If she was able to get them. She would dub them on VHS tapes and then sell them to people on eBay and like, just keep going and going and going. Gotcha. She's got books. She's got all, she's got all this stuff and it's like, it's, it, I look at it as like, it's so, it's not, it's, it's a cartoon, but it's different. Like there, there is something unique about anime where totally. like you look at it and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a cartoon, but it's, it's art in a very different way than you would see a cartoon in America. I find. Very much so. Yes. I know so, for, yeah, for Kim, I would say definitely Sailor Moon. I know for my wife, Rhonda. Uh, for her, she is a Disney, I was going to say fan, but realistically, she is a Disney freak. Yep. Um, and I got her into the habit of collecting Disney snow globes. Okay. I got her one. I can't recall if it was for Christmas or birthday one year early in our relationship. Yeah. And it spiraled from there. So I don't know if you can picture this in your head, but Ikea used to sell these like three or four tier glass all the way around, except for the bottom, like uh, uh, storage cabinets. And they're fairly narrow. They're maybe like one cubic foot around, but they're like three or four tier and you can maybe fit like, yeah, they're, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. She's got four of those. Wow. And on each one is one big Disney snow globe. That's cool. And then there's like subsequently like smaller ones around it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So she is like a big Disney fan. So, and each one is different. So she, she, she has earned her Disney stripes. She is a huge Disney fan. Oh, and that's cool, man. yeah. So Disney to her is like Marvel for me. And yep. apparently like Sailor Moon for your wife. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, like, I, like, I love seeing, like, when you see people's hobbies or people's collections of things, like it's, 
it's so cool just to see something that like someone's so passionate about and cares so much about and pays attention to like and maybe you don't even know that part about them until like you see something in their house or you see a shirt that they're wearing or you hear a reference that they make like it's totally cool when that happens um I get you. I, I used to say, and I still believe it. Everyone's a geek for something. Some people are music geeks. Some people are wrestling geeks. I'm a comic book geek. Some people are car geeks. Yep. All it means is that, like you just said, you are very passionate about something. You know a lot about a, that certain subject. You're yep. able to talk about it in depth. There's nothing wrong with being a geek about something. Not at all. Like, it's great to have a passion about something. It's great to have something that you care about. Like, I, I, I love music, like, love, love, love music. And I've got three guitars sitting in my room here with me. Um, I would love to collect more guitars, but I'm very practical. Like, I like just to have the guitars that I'm going to play. So if I else, I'm just like, I have all these beautiful guitars and I can't play them all together. But, like, I love that sort of stuff, too, where it's just, like, you can showcase, like, the things you care about. And... It's unique for everyone, but the passion is, it's, it's so real and it's so cool to see it in people. Totally. No, I agree. And on that note, I hate to say it, but we should probably call this episode. We should. That was a, wow, kind of a. It was a bit of a, I mean, I hate to use this term, but it was a bit of a bipolar episode. Very much so. Um, because we went from one extreme to another, but I'm glad yeah. that we ended on a positive note. And let's, let's hope next week when we sync back up that we've got all positive stuff. Talking about. Oh, I think we'll make a point to make it all positive. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to, although at the same time, that first half was really important. We were yeah. able to vent. We were able to get some stuff off our chest. It was really yep. important to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, and I hope if all goes well and I can get this thing cased this weekend, we might have a new segment to debut next week. Don't celebrate yet, because even if I get it done, it might not be great. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, because this segment might have a new intro, and I might regret it. So we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. And on that note, we'll see you next week, folks. All right. Bye. <laughs>